Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day, the complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy, a deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. And Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. Hello, Deacon John here. Welcome. Real Life Christianity. To start with a, uh, a humorous story I once heard, uh, we have an expressway in Philadelphia called the Schuylkill Expressway. It's a, a big road with about three lanes going one direction and a divider and three lanes coming the other direction. So one day there was a news broadcast uh, in our city and the uh, announcer said uh, he wanted to send out a warning uh, right in the area of the city where the Schuylkill Expressway is, there's a car going in the wrong direction uh, on the highway. So be careful. So a, uh, a woman was at home overhearing this uh, on the radio and decided to call her husband, who she knew would be traveling uh, on that road in that area uh, right about at this time. So she called him on her, his cell and said, honey, be careful. There's someone going the wrong direction on the Schuylkill Expressway, right into the traffic. And the husband responded this way, Oh dear, it's much worse than that. It's not one. They're all going in the wrong direction, and they're all coming right at me. <laughs> at least we think this is a story just about fiction. Uh, let me tell you a true story. So I like to go bike riding, and I go on a bike trail. It's very nice. It's uh, flat, easy, shaded with trees. And there's people who walk and who jog and who bike ride on the trail. And everyone knows that when you bike or walk or jog, you stay right and you pass left. Everyone basically knows that's the way we do this, and it's safe that way, and there's even signs indicating move, bike, jog, walk, right, pass left. So one day I'm biking, and there's these two people going in the wrong direction right at me. So as I pass them to be a good citizen and neighbor, I said to them, you're going in the wrong direction. You're, you're on the wrong side. And as I rode past them, I heard them say with some anger in their voice, No, I'm not. That caused me to pause. Why could they not see what everyone else sees? With all that around them, they still think they're right. Friends, it's the ego. It's the ego. And it's really, really big in some of us. It's when we see that 
It's really about my world. Everything is my world. My projects, my thinking, that's what matters. See, it's basically all about me. I'm the center of reality. I'm the center of importance. You know, when the ego is unchecked, or I would like to say unredeemed, it's very dangerous. This is for not only non-religious people, but for religious people as well. We can all be afflicted with the prominence of the ego. Let me use some examples. So you're someone who's uh, not doing well with your friends. They're just not returning your phone calls. Uh, you have t tensions at pe with people at work. There's trouble in your marriage with your spouse. You're in disagreement with your children and it doesn't get resolved. And basically you look at all of this and say to yourself, it's their problem. It's their problem. In spite of all the growing evidence that something here might be about you, you still refuse to take it in or let your self-understanding change. You hold on to yourself and can't take anything new in. You can see how the results can be disastrous. Think about a religious person. You're committed to your church, you're involved. Maybe you lead a ministry group. Maybe you're a pastor or a priest. And the church isn't going well. The numbers are down. There's a loss of vibrancy. Everyone knows it. And you say to yourself, well, it's the people here. They're just not committed enough. Or it's society. It's the culture. It has too much influence on us. And that's the problem. It's not about me or how we do things. It's about someone else. So you do the same things over and over again, and you get the same results. Albert Einstein uh, had a definition of insanity, and his definition of insanity is this, doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. We do the same thing over and over. Think the same way over and over. Judge the same way over and over. Act the same way over and over. And we expect different results. That's the ego. And there's a level of insanity here. Not healthy. We see this most disastrously uh, among people in the Bible. The religious leaders, Sadducees, Pharisees, could not hear, could not accept the Baptist. They could not hear, accept, take in Jesus. They were hardened receptacles of an old consciousness, a self consciousness where the ego reigns and the new consciousness of God's love 
proved to be too strange, too foreign, too threatening. So they rejected it, couldn't let it in. It threatened themselves, their egos. Jesus in Luke chapter 7 says a very profound little story. He says, then to what shall I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They're like children who sit in the marketplace and call to one another, we played the flute for you, but you did not dance. We sang a dirge for you, but you did not weep. For John the Baptist came neither eating food nor drinking wine, and you said he was possessed by a demon. A son of man came eating and drinking, and you said, look, he's a glutton, a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. They missed the Baptist. They missed Jesus. This is one of the earliest written pieces of the Bible, this story. It's been with us forever. And it's still with us today. Jesus says, no one puts new wine in old wineskins. You don't put new wine in old wineskins. It leaks out. The receptacle of the ego cannot receive what's new. It misses it. It leaks out. And this is big. We can all at some way identify with the power of the ego in us. We can miss God, miss our Savior, Jesus. We can miss the love that is offered to us. Why is the ego so predominant? Where does it get its power? I think two things. The first is fear. We're just afraid. And this is where we can find compassion for those locked in it. They're afraid of what others will think, of others will say. They're afraid of failure, being a failure, losing control. They can be afraid of God. They can be afraid of so many things. So we cling to ourselves. And I think the other reason is we're just not converted. We haven't encountered the love of God in Jesus Christ. It's only in that that we can let it go. Let it go. And discover a healthy sense of ourself. A healthy sense of who I am. Not the tyranny of the self the tyranny of the self, but the self that is discovered in relationship and connection with others and God. Not in isolation and independence and fear, but through connection, relationship, and intimacy of love. A child receives a wonderful sense of self when a parent loves that child. They discover themselves in and through the love of the other. Loving people in our lives, friends, do that for us. 
marriage, when you find another who loves you, you commit to this, your sense of self changes to the depth of that commitment, that relationship, that union. When you become a parent, your sense of self changes in relationship to the other, the child. It changes your sense of self. The ego is tamed through love. Love pulls the ego off its pedestal, lures it to a different place. When we meet the person of Jesus through a personal encounter, we transform our sense of self, that the one who loves you loves you with the same love he has for the Father, and the same love the Father has for Jesus is the same love, the same love, that he loves you. So you begin to see yourself anew in light of that love. Now, I'm a daughter, son of a father who loves me. I am a child of God. And so I need not fear. I am loved every moment of my existence with a passionate, relentless, unending love. So I begin to let go of the grip on myself, loosen my grip on fear and see that God is God and I'm not. And that's really, really okay. It's even good, very good, that it's about him and not about me. Oh my then we're free. And with an example of Mary, the mother of Jesus, who is the model disciple in the Bible, she got this. She got this. The one many of us call full of grace. Full of grace. What a line. Mary, full of grace. The Bible calls her the, the favored one, the favored one. The Lord is with you. It's all ways of saying that she was loved and indeed received that grace to such a degree that it permeated herself and how she understood herself. She could say yes to something extraordinary because she was bathed and had received love to such a degree. She could say of herself, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. The handmaid of the Lord is better translated as the slave of the Lord. Now, Slave here doesn't mean to be uh, in slavery. It means to see yourself in your identity in the other. And the other is the one who favored her. So she discovered herself in the favor and love 
and mercy of God. So that's who I am. I am the one loved by the Lord, and I belong to him. And then she says, my soul proclaims, you see, the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, because it's all about him. Him and not me. And I discover myself there. Jesus says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it will remain only a grain. But if it dies, oh my, oh my, what is birthed in that? Lord, help me to know myself in you. Help me to know the depth of your love for me that I may surrender my fear, may surrender myself into your loving embrace and know within that I am your daughter, I am your son, I am your child, your child. And I belong to you and to no one else. We thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing, by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.